This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Welcome to Bumping Into Walls. I'm Catherine McLeod, coming to you from a very well-sanitized Prod 2 at CJSW 90.9 FM, Calgary, Alberta sitting, oh, probably slightly more than a safe personal distance of two meters away from a very well-sanitized Jesse Tregarson. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jesse. (laughs) Hi. I almost forgot who you were after that long introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I'm well-sanitized. (laughs) <laughs> and that wouldn't be the first time I've forgotten who I was introducing either. Uh, so how are you doing, Jesse, in these rather weird times? Uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I think we're all just surviving uh, and uh, trying to adapt to the way things are now. Well, that's one thing that those of us with disability do is we... Uh, recognize that things have changed and we try to adapt. That's what someone mm-hmm. said to me one time that people with disability tend to be good at is we recognize a problem and we learn to adapt and we tend to adapt rather well. And speaking of persons with uh, disability, um, most of our listeners will recognize one voice tends to not be here right at the moment. And we are going to attempt to phone Anthony Hodges a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's going to kind of be the theme of the show right now today is how things have been for persons with disability in these rather weird times. Now, my first real uh inkling that things were going to be a little bit different in in our household was with my partner. Uh, He was ordering one of his medications and was having a hard time getting it. It's uh, one of his eye drops and it comes in one of those plastic ampules and it was a little bit more difficult than usual to get and I suspect it was probably because it comes from China and because of this being a disease that started in China, a lot of the labor force in China was shut down. So a lot of our medications that we normally get were a lot more difficult than usual to get. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of one of the first inklings that things were going to be a little bit more difficult. And, and I think that uh, a lot of the... Uh, things that were a little more unusual were a little more difficult to get in the beginning. Uh, some of our diabetic friends might have discovered some of their their things were a little more difficult to get. Uh, you know, some of the ways that they get their, their um, medications were a little more difficult to get. And then... <laughs> and it was kind of funny this happened all in one week. I had two things that were were canceled. My taxes 
tax clinic was canceled and my dental appointment was canceled. This happened in, in early March. <laughs> and it's like, oh, good. All I can do is laugh because, uh, you know, all of a sudden, that's that's all of a sudden stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and and then the the really weird thing that happened was, of course, the toilet paper thing, and all all of us could just shake our heads over that. Mm-hmm. I still don't quite understand why there was a big run on toilet paper. <laughs> uh, Rick and I uh, did not run a to- out of toilet paper, but n- we didn't hoard it either. We just happened to have enough, but I guess we just weren't big users of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's one of the funniest things that I think years from now we're all going to be laughing about that. Uh, and But the, the big thing, I think, was one day, and this was still in March, uh, he went over to the grocery store, and, and once again, we were not doing anything out of the normal. We were just going and buying regular groceries, and he went over to just get some meat for supper, and he was getting some milk. He drinks milk, I don't. And uh, a couple of other odds and ends. And he came home, and he said, Kathy, you're not going to believe this. There was nothing in the store. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, there was nothing. He said, every shelf was empty. All I could get was milk. He said, there were six jugs of milk left in the dairy section. And this was the new normal all of a sudden. And for us, as persons with disability, we couldn't just jump in the car and go look at another grocery store. Yeah. That was when it really began to hit us that things were not going to be normal anymore. But the people in the grocery store were completely shell-shocked. This was, how is this going to work now? Um, you know, we, we, had, we had some soup for supper that night, but <laughs> but it took several days before the gradually some things started appearing on the grocery store shelves again. And this is a major grocery store chain that we live near. It wasn't a little mom-and-pop store or anything like that. But it was just shocking that this would be happening. Now, how how did things go for you, Chessie? I... I watched the news. Uh, well, first, I want to report that uh, the uh, toilet paper operations are, are still running smoothly in my house. <laughs> oh, you, so, haven't, you haven't been stuck with doing magazines or anything. No, we're still uh, we're still we're still doing we're still doing good in that department. I haven't. Uh, it's not personally something I've started to worry about yet. Uh, and. Uh, if you know, if we do start to run low, uh, you know, one of us is going to have to make the ultimate sacrifice. And <laughs> apparently, bidet sales have gone up. I don't. Know. I, I I would think so. I, I I think that that's the the ultimate solution here. Uh, <laughs> you know, toilet paper is kind of an antiquity. Like let let's let's just you know. Let's go European. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, you know, I watched the news. 
I, you know, like everyone else, uh, a lot of people, you know, saw this thing starting to build uh, and everything. And, and I remember thinking, oh, is this, you know, this is going to be like H1N1. Um, yeah, which was bad enough. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but I kept I kept watching, you know, life, life, life kept going on. And then. You and know, I felt terribly sorry for yeah. the Chinese people. Yeah. All the stories we got from there. Yeah, um, but I guess it it didn't really occur to me that it was going to affect us over here at that level, you know. No, no, um, not at that level. No, and and so, like honestly, I think things really changed for me the day that they really changed for for everyone else, and, and that being that, uh, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, you know, just as early as that weekend. We'd gone out for supper and whatnot, and then wake up this Sunday morning, and you know, first I hear that the malls are reducing their hours, and we were in the middle of the great toilet paper horde of 2020 uh, at that time. So obviously, we were starting to feel the effects. Uh, the church I used to go to had emailed to say they were canceling their services, um, but. It, you know, some some of the other churches were still going at that time. And then the announcement comes down, all schools and daycares and everything are ordered shut. Yeah, just overnight. Yeah, and just like that, uh, you know, every, everything just changed. Um, and that didn't just affect persons with disability. That affected mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. Just overnight. And then... You know, funny that afternoon, and again, it's the, the stupidest little thing, but, uh, and I was with someone sighted, and we were able to get a driver, but as a person with a disability, this this could really, you know, mess things up. A, a fair amount of people I know, you know, like a lot of my friends who are blind, and I don't know how, how you work, uh, Kathy, but a lot of them uh, like to operate on cash. I do as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, so I mean, at least, the, at least that is still working for me. Um, but I know a lot of people do. And uh, a friend and I went to order some some skip the dishes, uh, and couldn't because it said we are not accepting cash at this time due to uh, the pandemic. So couldn't couldn't order food. But you know, my son operates completely with apps on his phone. Now, my son is fully sighted, but he found that he was all of a sudden having trouble with phone apps on his phone. Hmm. Well, yeah, with the internet being overloaded and everything, I would, I would... That's another problem, is that I've had problems with talking to people and mobile phones just dropping. I've talked to been talking to you, and all of a sudden, we've lost the call. Yeah, I've, I've actually lost a lot of calls lately. Uh, it's not just people not wanting to talk to you, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I didn't hang up on you. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sure we're all feeling, that's especially if you're trying to call anything government related or the banks or. It's been impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, trying to get things straightened out uh, mm-hmm. with everything. It's been so difficult. Yeah. And. It's not just persons with disability, it's everyone. Mm-hmm. 
it makes you wonder, like, if is life ever going to be anything close to normal again, ever? Like, are these big warehouses we call malls ever going to be anything again? I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. Um. So maybe we'll take a hand wash break and see if we can call Mr. Hodgetts. What do you think? Sounds like a good idea. Okay. We're going to get Mr. The young Mr. Tregarson to sing us away into a hand wash break while we give a call. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. You are. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high. Like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Thank you, Sid. That was fantastic. Jesse, I think you have a star in the making. I think so, too. Anyway, hello, Mr. Hodgetts. Hey, how you doing? We are doing well. How are you doing? Are you out of the shower? Oh, yes. yes I've been <laughs> out for a while. Uh, I didn't tell you this, Jesse, but Anthony has very little to do these days other than shower. Hmm. <laughs> So um, anyway, how has life been treating you now that uh, you're in lockdown? Well, everything that one used to do has stopped, basically, from art class to church to... Now, that's not a bad thing. That gives you time to do other things. So art class has stopped. So what um, are you doing? Bowling is Other than showering. <laughs> well, no, actually, that was a running joke. But I actually <laughs> do a lot of listening to podcasts. I listen to a lot of books, go for walks. How are the books working? Because Sela's uh, uh, Center for Equitable Library Access, their website says that they're not sending out books or CDs, and the library, the Calgary Public Library, is closed. So how are you accessing books? I've got a, I've got it on a, on my. Uh, on my player, I've got a bunch of, on my card, I've got a bunch of books. They still take, you can still get them online. You can still pick up books online from the Center for Equitable Libraries service. You can still pick them up that way, but that seems to be the only way that you are able to pick them up at the moment. So what do you just sit at your computer and listen to them? No, no, I have, what I did is I, I stick them on a memory card, shove them in my player, and done. Oh, okay. That's easy. All right. So that's what your little tip is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for books, um, if you've got a braille display, you can even get braille books that way as well. And 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 same same goes with the public library. If you're using overdrive, o- overdrive or any of those yeah. things, uh, you're you're good in that regard as well. And there are other apps like there's the Dolphin app, which I have a lot of trouble working. I but then I'm not that great technically, so but I've had trouble working the Dolphin app. Uh, it's supposed to be real easy, but um, I have yet to find it mm. to be so. But 
<laughs> I'm sure I'll get cards and letters from people saying, it is easy, you dummy. Uh, <laughs> Try and chase a dolphin. That's not easy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, um, I, I get uh, download to player, so I get lots of books. So direct to player. Um, so I'm, I'm fine, but, um, for people who are only getting CDs, it, yeah, you're it is pretty difficult. much done, unfortunately. But, uh, but your tip, if, if, uh, you're getting them and you just put them on to the, uh, yeah. Onto the, yeah. the on a memory card SD and card. Yeah. Yeah. your player and off you go. Yeah. Just hope mm-hmm. your memory card is going to hold out. Well, it should. It's, it does. They don't. You can, yeah, yeah, like I said, it's it's great that way. Yeah. Um, well, I've pro- learned well, a lot of things that I've never been able to have time for before. That So there's a lot of great things about being this way. I mean, uh, you have a lot of time to try new things, listen to new things, try new music. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've am i got uh, a Braille Note Touch Plus. I'm very fortunate that way. I have one of those, and so I've been busy learning all the different things on it. And it's a pretty neat device, and it does have a Braille display on it, so it's kind of great. The CNIB, um, everybody is working from home, so you can still call the CNIB and use the regular phone numbers if you know them, and get a hold of the different people if you need to talk to them. So if you need help, technical assistance, you can call Ali, and he will help you with your iPhone or whatever. And that um, probably goes for every agency. You could at least give it a try, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can probably get assistance of some sort. Yeah, it would all be virtual, of course, but yeah. Yeah. that is available. And, and you can certainly, I mean, most of the agencies, they do have people that are certainly willing to try and help you. It's The biggest thing is trying to get help because everybody's working from home and so a lot of the phone lines are tied up. I know that one day I had trouble even getting my voicemails off of my phone because the system was overloaded and I got a message to try later. I think one of the most amazing things for me and I keep scratching my head over this is why the computer stores are closed and not considered to be an essential service, why the communications businesses, so all of the phone companies are not considered to be an essential service, so try to get a hold of them. I mean, my phone provider sent a message telling me that um, they were basically closed for business. I should just go online if I needed anything, unless it was absolutely uh, over-the-top important. Why all of that is not considered essential, but the liquor store is essential. I guess because, uh, and when I really (laughs) am at my wit's end, I should just go get drunk. I don't know. (laughs) I guess uh, one of the things we need to talk about then is what do you see the new normal, like the the new, new normal being after eventually someday when this does become the new normal. I mean, um, someone I know told me that they went over to a friend's house and the friend asked them to wash their hands as soon as they walked in the door. And my friend said, sure, you know, so I, 
I'm wondering if you see that as being something to be a new normal eventually. Yeah, I think the new normal would be for the disabled here. It could be a real boom in jobs because now companies know people are able to work from home. So, I mean, that may be something in the future that will open some doors, which I think would be great. Um, a lot more tele things are going to be happening. I know doctors are using telehealth now where you just grab your old iPhone and they give you a call and you just turn your camera and they can, I don't know how that would work, but it is a possibility, right? Well, <clears throat> I think some of that was already happening though. Yeah, but it's promoted, it seems mm, to be promoted it's more, now more than, yeah. prevalent now. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, it does open the door, like you said. What, uh, do, you, what to, do you think, Jesse? It's actually a bit more more of a hope than it is a think, but you know, I I think I think it is already starting to happen, and I hope it continues to happen. Which is that um, I think a lot of rec- more recognition is going to start to be given to the people who are out on the front lines working every day. Uh, you know, the people that are doing all the hard work, as opposed to the the people at the top of the chain. Um, and that has you know, I have heard of that it's been happening a lot lately realizing that when the rest of the world shut down the the grocery store clerks and the and the the nurses and the and the, know, the, the cleaning the cleaning staff yeah. and the and everything had to keep going when the rest of the world shut yeah. down the people stocking the shelves the truck mm-hmm. drivers uh you know mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of people that have been working 12-hour days and I don't think that we think about them mm-hmm. during normal times enough. And I think that this is hopefully causing us to think. I think, think sometimes we take each other for them. granted too, though. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the other little little thing is that I hope that we can, you know, you'll often see like a table full of people and each one of them's playing on their phones. Well, how we've been forced to communicate only by phone and not be able to sit at a table with five friends and talk to them. So I really hope that when all this is over, we can really appreciate what it is to sit at a table with five friends and talk to them because, uh, you know, we took that for granted. Well, that, and I don't know, and also the ability to choose, because I've certainly talked to both of you about this and other people. I don't mind staying at home, but I like it to be by choice. Yes. Uh, You know, it's the ability to choose what I get to do has been nice. Now, one of the things, and this is uh, my partner, Rick, because he's, he's been the shopper, but it's uh, so funny because he's, he's, um, an ex-truck driver, so people going in the right direction has always been very important to him. And you'll find this funny, but he loves the fact that they've got arrows in the stores directing people in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, you won't have all these people just roaming, right? And and going. he he's hoping that they'll keep those going once <laughs> this is all over. Why not? That, that makes sense. And and he, he, he loves the fact, he keeps telling all the store managers in the store that he loves the fact that they have the arrows making people go all in the same direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I do uh, remember hearing about something in Montreal that they were doing this actually on the street, that on one sidewalk, 
uh, everyone was going with one flow of traffic and on the opposite sidewalk they were going with the other sidewalk now that works in some ways but I'm wondering how it work work in Calgary for instance because you have to be able to get the C train for instance and so if you're on one sidewalk going in one direction you have to be able to get the C train on the other side so it doesn't really work on 7th Avenue for instance if you're going in one direction and not on the other you, yeah. you know what I mean um, but anyway no I thought it was hilarious that that Rick just loves the fact that the uh, the grocery stores they're making people go in one direction but I do agree because it is a little frustrating when people are going willy-nilly when they're jumping in to grab stuff mm-hmm. in front of you and, but and there's, there's, and, there's uh, two signs yeah. to every coin yeah. um, you know on one hand it can be tough as a blind person but on the other hand we hope in an ideal world at least that it would mean that people would be less apt to jump out and grab us that's a good uh, thing yeah I know, I'm not yeah. sure if it's going to happen that way, but maybe. But we've just been talking about trying not to be socially distant mm-hmm. and trying. Um, and I hope that people as well, I really hope that that thing stays with people about washing your hands, covering your face when you need to cough or sneeze, staying home when you're sick. Basic common sense stuff that that we all learned a long been, time ago. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't have had to been reiterated so much during these times. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and and it would really make things an awful lot easier. I mean, that's you know, why I, I usually to cough my elbow when I was in third grade. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, even earlier than yeah. that. Um, you know, I was taught to cough and sneeze into a tissue when I was little. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of good things that could come out of this. I think people that are involved in programs are going to take, they're not going to take them for granted anymore. Going you to think? art class for me is, is something that mm-hmm. I kind of was like, do I want to keep doing it? And then I'm like, yeah, I do. But a lot of times, simple things like going to get a haircut. I haven't got done, done that yet. So. We were just talk. We were talking about that off air, actually, about how much we want to get our hair done. I was lucky I got it done yeah. before the lockdown happened, so. Uh, well, I got it done at the end of February, and it's the end of April, and it's usually two months is kind of a limit for me, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of starting to go crazy where it's starting to bug me a bit, and it's like, uh, and uh, I, I am lucky enough to have a hairdresser in the family, but due to physical distancing... For me to travel to her house and have her do it for me. I just wanted to say that our listening audience has always been a part of everything that we've been talking about anyway. But this time, we're really all in this together. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that you out there are all living this as well. And we'd be really interested in hearing what you're going through as well. So just drop us a line at bumping into walls at gmail.com and yeah. tell us your stories too. Yeah. Reach reach out to us on the on the Twitter or on the email. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the contact information that, that's at the end of every show. You know, 
Like we're all we're all stuck inside, but let's let's not let it. Or outside, uh, yeah, if the weather or, is or getting outside, better. Yes. The weather there, is getting there, better. There is that going on, and, and I hope that that people come to appreciate the the beauty of going to sit in your yard and relax uh, at the end of all of this, anyways. And you also. can go for for mm-hmm. short walks or long walks as long as you're as long not as you going don't to get lost. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that we've probably. Uh, fascinated people long enough thank you very much for listening everyone Mm -hmm. and next month I think we've actually got a guest for you to listen to that we recorded back before all of this happened Mm -hmm. so stay tuned next month to see what walls we've been actually bumping into alright and and thanks Anthony for joining us uh all the way from the other end of the phone line. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> Tune in next time to see what people, places, or things we've been bumping into. To contact Bumping Into Walls, find us on Twitter at into underscore walls. Or send us an email at bumpingintowalls at gmail.com You can also check out our website, bumpingintowalls.wordpress.com Bumping Into Walls is produced, edited, and hosted by Jesse Tregarthen, Anthony Hodges, and Catherine McLeod. <laughs>